Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Smashed. Done. Tired? Not yet. <laughs> We'll kick in in a bit. So uh, we have a very different podcast for you guys today. We're going to do a Q&A and you guys will recognize Charlie, of course, from my Instagram, but also Charlie is the first person to appear on my podcast twice. How do you feel about Re- that? Repeat appearance. Very honored. <laughs> repeat appearance. So today's going to be a little bit of a different one. Of course, it is Monday morning. Um, and we're going to talk to you guys today. We're doing a Q&A and it's going to be a Q&A specifically for females. The reason we want to do that is because I, myself and Charlie talk about this a lot, that the, the misconception is the majority of our clients are male um, and that is false. That is not true. The majority of our clients are also not athletes, which is a misconception. We get quite a lot of um, both male and female clients, of course. Um, and generally probably what the 30, 40 kind of age bracket almost. Um, And we wanted to address some questions in particular um, towards maybe the female um, clients that we have or potential female clients out there that are listening listening to Common questions we get. Yeah, so we're going to go through a QA. and a So myself and Charlie have asked our Instagram followers for some specific questions. not all of them are 100% for, for females, but um, the majority of them will be. Um, a lot of them will be applicable to, to men as well. I'm going to throw these. Some of these are some of these are out there, mate. I'm going to throw these at you. Don't ask my favourite G-string. That's a bad start. <laughs> I've actually seen you wear one, to be fair. Like, yeah, yeah, move on. Yeah, the, uh, I'm not that, even kidding. Uh, yeah, it's not a lie. I'm not even kidding. So, swiftly moving on. At uh, Charlie Stag, but that's in Vegas. That's that's for yeah, that stays there. Yeah. You walked right into that one, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I opened myself up for that. Um, so I'm just going to throw them at you, dude. Let's go. Let's go. So some of these, like I said, will be specific to females, and some of them will actually be, you know, applicable for both um, male and um, and female clients as well. So here's one. Uh, I'm not a morning person, but if uh, I put off working out until the end of the day, I won't do it. How can I get my workout in? structure your day better absolutely I, that's actually such a good um, a good point because we were speaking about the book that we've both just read recently Perfect Day Formula Perfect Day Formula by Craig Ballantyne yes um, absolutely so yeah. I mean I don't train first thing in the morning anymore um, um, I don't either because it's I can understand why people like to do it because then and I can definitely see the benefit if you train first thing in the morning that task and that part of your day is done there's no other excuses or roadblocks that can come up and screw up your day and make you late or not have time to do it but ultimately you need to run your day not let your day run you so you need to have structure and being I'm going to gym X time Y time this is what time I need to get back yep. just forward planning is the key to success with your fitness journey and general life yep. um, so and anyone who listened to my last podcast with Sonia my my um, Skype client um, that I was in Australia with by the way obviously today is Monday um, so last week's last Thursday's podcast uh, was I was still in Sydney and we spoke about how Sonia gets up really really early obviously she's a single mom um, gets it out of the way and a lot of um, female clients out there will be in a similar situation you know they're cooking they're cleaning they're doing a lot of other things as well as you know whatever their full-time job may be so sometimes it's probably easier for you guys to do it first thing in the morning um, I find 
whether it's it's a gender thing i actually find a lot of my male clients seem to train after work um but for me at least exactly like charlie said structuring your day better um you know you don't have to train first thing in the morning you don't have to train fasted you don't have to do cardio fasted but if it suits your lifestyle to do so then obviously right it's all about being organized whatever whatever fits you and whatever you can adhere to is the best Absolutely. Diet, training, planning, think. If you can't stick to it, it's not sustainable, then there's no point starting it, to be fair. Yeah. So here's another one. Which is better for your body and why? Yoga or Pilates? To be fair, I actually... Do you know the difference? <laughs> to be fair, in my opinion, I think yoga has a lot of elements of Pilates in it, and I think yoga Dude, has... they're so good. I've, Have you I've done, done it? I've done a lot of yoga. I haven't done... I think I've done Pilates specifically once, which yeah. was actually in Thailand. That was pretty epic. But... Um, Yoga, I find one of the big benefits personally. I don't actually do it enough. I was doing quite a bit in the summer. Is from the breathing aspect. Yeah, controlling your breathing is very, very important. That a lot of people, myself included, really struggle with. Um, yeah. So that's so, something I bear in mind. For me, I think the probably one of the biggest issues uh, or the differences is yoga will probably put a, sl- a slightly more of a stress on your lower body than than Pilates would. Um, you know, Pilates is is predominantly for strengthening your entire body of course there's a massive overlap as well the, the truth be told is if you know it depends on what your goals are but for the vast majority it's um you know losing body fat yeah, so as, as long as you're in a in a calorie deficit if it means that it's the one thing a lot of my female clients um ask me about is can they do these classes as well as their training regime that I give them? And my answer is, as long as you're burning calories and you're enjoying it, do and someone's want. pushing you, absolutely and you're not going to hurt yourself. This is it. You've got decent structure, showing how to do it properly. Absolutely. Um, next question. What are the biggest mistakes people make at the gym? So let's just say female specific. See, this is a very interesting subject. So I think it's almost an interesting tangent between males and females because I think Women need to train like men and men need to train like women. Absolutely. So I knew you were probably yeah. thinking the same thing. Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, women typically are very afraid of training with weights or training heavy, thinking mm-hmm. they're going to become a muscle-bound monster. Uh, it's not that easy, trust me. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying. Um, and men tend to train too heavy with terrible form and don't do enough reps. So mm-hmm. they almost need to take a leaf out of each other's book. Men need to focus more on control and technique slightly less weight engaging the muscle more yep. and women need to probably push themselves a little bit more strength wise and they'll get better results yeah I think the biggest mistake female clients of mine make at the gym is not kind of integrating so a lot of my female clients will go they'll hop on either they won't go to the gym straight away because they feel like they're not supposed to be there or they feel a little bit out of place or they will stick to cardio equipment and just like you said I think if anything women should be doing more resistant training they benefit more than women absolutely absolutely um so next question what are the best foods to eat before working out and obviously this is applicable to both uh in my opinion for both of them i would favor a uh high protein a reasonable amount of carbohydrates i'd always Mm -hmm. push a nutrient timing approach of having carbohydrates around a workout so um if you have the calorie allowance in terms of you can take in enough calories to have carbohydrates before training, I would ideally suggest that that would be optimal. If, as in some Your people... Cream tra- rice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, oats is too heavy for the stomach, in my opinion, for training for before training. Um, if you train very early in the morning and you want to train fasted, I would suggest going straight into a intra-workout drink with carbohydrates. So as soon as you start training, you've got carbs in your system straight away, so you're energised and your workouts will improve. Yeah. 
Good. Yeah, I would say the same thing. You know, for it would depend for me on my clients. Um, I do have some clients who love carbohydrates pre. Um, it will depend, obviously, like you said, on the macronutrient goals and um, are the macronutrient requirements. Um, if not, it will be a protein fat. Generally, uh, the one thing that we will we will agree on at least is that probably a meal that's quite light and is not is, is not just going yeah, to sit, sit heavy in your stomach. Yeah. So I'd always suggest yeah. to try and eat at least an hour and a half to two hours before training. Yeah. Some people I know can push it to closer than that, but me personally, I find it then sits in my stomach. And it just makes you feel a bit sluggish during your session. The one thing that I will, you know, really delve into with my clients is how insulin sensitive they are. So if one of my clients in particular is really insulin sensitive, we will probably delay their carbohydrates till post-workout. Um, but for the most part, I think some clients will um, benefit from carbs pre. Um, obviously, it will depend on their total uh, carbohydrate intake. Some will perform pre, some will prefer post, um, or intra, depending. Uh, just on, on that, what what are your thoughts on females having an intra workout carbohydrate drink? Uh, it depends. This on is body. my question. It by the way, it depends on body composition. I would say if you're, I would say it's like it would be worth including, but you're not going to obviously need as much as a male. It depends on your macronutrient yeah. levels. I think women are more likely to be able to get away with. Out one, I would suggest uh, an EEA, an essential amino acid product, whilst training. Yeah. Um, for the reason, obviously, to prevent muscle breakdown while you're training, it should improve your performance and recovery, mm-hmm. and also reduce muscle soreness after training. Um, women traditionally tend to be able to benefit more from a higher protein, higher fat diet, more so than needing yeah. a lot of carbohydrates. Uh, from a hormonal point of view, from my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that as well. That being said, I will integrate, probably more recently over the last year as a coach, have I integrated more carbohydrates into a workout for my female clients, mainly not because of their body composition, but just because I've I've noticed at least that some of my female clients start flagging towards the end of their workout, and yeah, I feel that it really picks it, up, picks it up. Um, and that's why I think, again, it's so important in terms of the feedback loop from clients to coaches to say, look, this you is need to I be feel. aware of how yeah. you feel and how your body is responding. And if you're starting to feel that you're flagging for the last half an hour of the session, that's a signal from your body. Either the session's going on too long or that you're under underfed, as it were, yeah. in terms of a nutrient base. Absolutely. On that note, while we're talking about supplementation, um, because I, I know 100% um, the majority of the emails or the questions or the queries that I get about supplementation from females is a hesitation point of view and they're like oh I don't want to be massive so I don't want to take a protein shake <laughs> but then it comes, or, it comes down to the thing of it, uh, like your whey protein is a supplement for food it's absolutely no, it's no different it's nothing it's, you're not going to get massive I promise you we're both trying it's not that easy yeah. <laughs> um, it I comes down to the same training heavy point of view it, your body's limited genetically as a female in terms of what, what it wants to do in terms of hormonal point of view it's not going to grow 15 kilos of muscle mass overnight so you're not going to suddenly with a protein shake yeah with a protein right. shake which yeah. is like the equivalent of the chicken breast so it's not going to do anything to you that normal food wouldn't do absolutely and for example creatine is something that I will integrate into a lot of females um, nutritional program for for the exact same reason that I would with a male client other than the fact that maybe the dose may be slightly and smaller here's right? here's a question for you do you get a lot of people being very skeptical about using creatine so they've heard bad things all these sort of things to be honest i used to i think people are a lot more educated now i think a lot of the people who follow me or kind of buy into 
a lot of first of all that they've listened to the podcast already and they've heard my creatine review um but i think not so much anymore i think people are becoming more educated but i do definitely feel like women are more hesitant to take supplements than guys i think um and hopefully that will change hopefully that will change um that being said what i will definitely the two biggest supplements that i try and um advise are actually a greens and a either the pm burner um for sleep or um you know something like a something like a, an intra-workout carbohydrate um and those are widely kind of accepted by my clients of course but I think when it comes to maybe people who are just asking questions or, or they're querying about it, the whole the, the, sup, the, the supplementation thing definitely needs to be ironed out a little bit more. Um, I think guys are a lot more likely to take a supplement or want to take a supplement, which hopefully will change um, because, you know, physiologically, there's not a huge amount of difference. Um, you know, obviously hormonally, there will be changes, but not a lot of that is affected by by supplementation protein shake yeah exactly exactly the interesting thing I brought out actually something that's stuck poignantly in my mind was that I had a client who was who signed up who was very concerned about using creatine however on their initial sign up uh, document the guy was quite overweight unfortunately and um, he'd mentioned that he was having like two double cheeseburgers from McDonald's every day and I was like I tried to explain to him if you're you're worried about taking creatine yet this is the lifestyle you've been leaving for like the last 15 years yeah you just need to rethink your mindset of how yeah put into perspective yeah the, the creatine or the two mcdonald's night it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not really going to be doing any damage to you uh next question can i use tr- can i use the treadmill if i have pain in my injured knee uh the treadmill is lighter to run on in terms of impact on the joints i uh foolishly tried to do the marathon like four or five years ago Did you? which I didn't the do London it. No, no, I didn't do oh, it. Right. I, um, I've got really bad flat feet and terrible papaya mechanics and quite heavy, so which is a very bad combination to run on the road. <laughs> and I've got a partial tear in my Achilles from it. So don't ideally running on the road is not good for your joints yeah. in terms of pressure. Um, from a cardio point of view, if you're getting any knee pain, I would stop and seek, seek treatment. Mm-hmm. I would personally favour the cross trainer over a treadmill because there's no impact or a stepper. Yeah, yeah, or a bike. The one thing, well, my clients will know this anyway, I re- I would rarely advise or suggest running yeah, full stop great. anyway. Um, I'm not saying don't run. If you enjoy it, do it. I'm just saying I wouldn't, I, I, it's not something that I would put on a program. The only time I will kind of have that conversation is if a client loves running or if a client loves the buzz that they get from running. And then I say, listen, yeah, okay. And then you're doing it for enjoyment. Absolutely. Different yeah, benefits. absolutely. But it wouldn't be my primary form of cardio for weight loss no, at all. It's not optimal. Generally speaking as well, if you want to lose weight, you're probably carrying a little bit too much weight, which is exactly the reason why you probably shouldn't be putting a huge amount of impact yeah. on your joints or your ligaments as well. Um, but what I would do, if, for example, if I have clients that have you know, injuries or they have uh, joint pain or knee pain, I will just try and, like you said, an elliptical or, or um, what was the word you used? Uh, cross trainer. Yes, cross trainer. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm so used to North American clients they call it the elliptical. So, uh, or yes, so that's normally what I would advise. And to be honest, like at the end of the day, it comes. I know it's it sounds it, you're probably sick to death, but it's calories in versus calories out. It's so it, you don't have to run, you don't have to swim, you don't have to do backflips. Walk up and down the stairs for an hour. Don't you? This is it. <laughs> the this same effect. Have to leave the house. Yeah, this is it. Um, <coughs> next question: How can you reduce belly fat and flatten your stomach? 
uh, site-specific body fat is impossible yes, to sir. achieve. That's probably the most common question yes. that uh, myself and Chris will get asked. Uh, you just need to, again, come back to the calorie deficit thing, put yourself in a calorie deficit, hmm. get your body fat down, and that will go. Unfortunately, um, the body fat around the stomach tends to be the last place to go. I would find generally. Yeah, and it, it will obviously depend male to female, and a lot of that comes down to it comes down to genetics. It comes down to your um, mind's gone blank. Mind's gone blank. It's gone. It comes down to your hormonal profile um, and where generally you hold body fat is is a lot to do with your your genetic makeup, but also your hormonal profile as well. So you're not going to be able to site specifically lose body fat from you know wherever you just need to get lean you just need to get lean everywhere like i have specific areas that i struggle with you know charlie will have his where would you, where would you say on your body you hold body fat more me love hand- well what i would say love handles but yeah. you, you know the thing is like i and, and I, i've said this to you loads of times like i can be fluffy yeah and i'll have veins in my legs and my yeah, arms I'm, I'm exactly the same which is amazing <clears> if i'm walking around with a vest on because yeah. i look shredded but yeah, in the gym but, you look jacked yeah, like, yeah. but then i might not necessarily <laughs> like for me to, for a good me expo to a, bodybuilder this is it for me to get a full set of abs like i have like dick skin arm and legs yeah. like um yeah, you can see your pulse through your quad basically yeah. basically um on that note actually um what would you say because I get this a lot and I have done wonders with a lot of my clients on this and I just want to know what you would do for your female clients who want to get rid of cellulite because there are things you can do but it it obviously depends on the client so for me at least there's obviously a few things you can do um, outside of the norm so what I would do is obviously you want to drop body fat but the one thing that a lot of clients don't seem to think about is if you can grow the muscle in that area. Yeah, that was going to be my point. Was you're the, stretching the skin, and so the main, well, one of the main areas that gets around obviously the glutes, the arse, exactly, that, like, the, the glute and hamstring area, area that sag right? area there. So if you can build up your posterior exactly. chain um, through weight training, and then as we've already said, training heavier for women, yeah. that will naturally tighten the area and also improve the shape. Absolutely. Uh, which then should solve a lot of the issues. Yeah, because you, you're doing two things. You're not just decreasing your body fat in that area, but you're also increasing the actual, um, you know, the size of the muscle, which will put that little bit of stress on the skin, which is exactly what you want to kind of straighten out those those, one, those areas. One thing I also find interesting with women is they can get very hung up in terms of, for a lot of women, when they first start, they need to increase their muscle mass and they don't need to drop that much fat for a lot of them. I don't know if you would hear your clients and yeah, they, but get, they get frustrated that because the weight's the, not dropping. The scales don't yes. move, but you've got to reassure them that it's not... Absolutely. It's, the scales is a, a variable you assess, but it's not yeah. the whole... It's not an anorexia competition to see how much weight you can lose. Especially, really let's call a spade a spade. The majority of female clients who come to us are probably not doing a huge amount of resistant training before no. they train with us. They're probably not structuring their carbohydrates in and around their training. They're probably not getting enough um, water in intramuscularly. So all of a sudden, you put them on a, a resistance training program. You structure their food correctly. They're going to be putting on weight, if anything, mm. good weight, which is what you mass. want. Increasing lean muscle mass. That being said, you know, so so they weigh in and weight's not changing, but they're like, oh yeah, but they almost feel like they have to justify yeah, that why it's not doing. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, but just just in case you think I'm cheating on my diet, like my body shape is changing, and, and I'm like, absolutely, of course. And that's it why is. I always find from a feedback point of view, I always ask how people are doing strength wise, because if your strength is increasing 
particularly for a woman, quite a lot. And your body weight staying the same, no doubt you're adding lean muscle tissue and you will also be dropping body fat at the same time. Yep. So it's a very good indication in terms of what's going on. One of my um, clients, Mona, for example, in her last 12-week plan, she her body weight was exactly the same. Didn't change from start to finish, but she looks like a different Completely person. Completely different. Yeah. And about 10 years younger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's one for you, mate. This is a curveball. What kind of beauty products should be in every woman's gym bag? <sighs> This is, I'm not even gonna lie. I I I don't have a Scooby, but let let's let, let let's just think logically right now. Um, hair, hairband or hair scrunchies? That one potentially deodorant, moisturizer, shampoo, body wash, basically everything that would be in ours. To be fair, I, got hair, my, I tried to grow my hair long long enough for a scrunchie last year and gave up. So um, next question: <laughs> uh, What would you recommend for a quick twenty to thirty minute workout? Uh, some sort of full body circuit to yes. really focus on big compound exercises so if you're in a gym I would do a combination, some sort of combination of a lower body upper body exercise and just circuit between those yeah yeah. keeping your heart rate high yeah minimum you know. rest period like 30 seconds a minute the other question I get is um, with uh, with both female and male clients is if I have 45 minutes to hit the gym would you prefer me do cardio always hit or list or resistance training okay what would you answer so normally this is this is what i say if in 45 minutes i would suggest that they do 15 minutes of hit and 30 minutes resistance training in what order um so i i'm i'm split on this and i'll give you my reasons for i'll give i'll give you my main answer so my main answer is I would get them to do hit first, which is normally not what I would get them to do if they had a longer period of time. The reason I get them to do hit first is because immediately once that hit finishes, they've got a really high heart rate and they're not easing into the resistance training. They're literally hitting the ground running. Normally, personally, if I was doing both and I had time, I would do my resistance training first. Oh, yeah. I would smash it. I would get it done, ensure that my lifts are adequate and I'm getting the best out of my session, and then I would finish on a hit cardio. The reason I switch it around in the in, in that shape in, in in that situation is because you have to go balls deep in at your hit session, and then you're immediately warm, you're immediately ready to go, and you've eased in. I find if people are kind of pushed for time and they go in, same with us, it could take us 10-15 minutes to warm up into yeah, a resistance training session by which time they've only got 15 minutes left and then they have to do their hit. So that's the reason why I would put it that way. What do you think? No, I would agree with that. I wouldn't, if you had longer time, I would never do. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I would never do it uh, from an optimal point of view, yep. um, but from a practicality point of view. Yeah. And it, it, again, in my opinion, I'm not a huge advocate of hit. I, again, it comes down to people's lifestyles and what they can adhere to. And if hit is all you can fit into your day, then by all means, then do it as the best thing to do. But the issue yep. I have is with most people, it ends up being like medium intensity intervals rather than high intensity yes. because they can't push themselves enough the other thing on hit training and especially applicable to female clients is they i would prefer your on be a, almost 100 percent and take a good rest period rather than it's do quality, a halfway quality house. not quantity absolutely rather than do a halfway house of oh yeah but i don't need to completely rest and i'm like i need you to because i need your on to be 100 mm, percent maxed out yeah Max out. <laughs> so, oh, next question. What are the best exercises to sculpt and tone arms? And how many pounds should you use? 
you can't. So this is a very, a very typical question. Yeah, it's very specific. But yeah. again, it, with everything in terms of the weight you're lifting, it depends. So no one can give you an answer to that because no one knows your own strength except for yourself. So yeah. that, that's impossible. Uh, in terms of sculpting your arms, I prefer something generally that's unilateral in terms of work. So I'm not a big advocate of using anything to do with a bar. Um, because you would tend to overcompensate with your dominant side. So I prefer anything that you can use one arm at a time. Um, tricep work, I tend to prefer a lot more cable work, so some form of cable pushdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, for biceps, I would prefer some sort of preacher curl uh, for women as well in terms of, because your upper arm is in a fixed position, you can't cheat and use your front delt to bring the weight forward. And so that would be my thoughts about yourself. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree to be fair and I think obviously it depends on the client and it, it, it's interesting because the last question or the question before that you've said there is what's optimal and there's mm. what's practical mm. and although we're always pushing optimal practical will always trump yeah. optimal because practical means you can get it done which absolutely is the most important factor yeah um, oh here's one uh, I'm gaining weight what can I do in trying to gain more weight or not to gain weight I assume the question is wanting to I assume it's a case of wanting to lose body fat but it comes back to what we just said just because you're gaining weight does not mean yeah. that you're going in the right direction that's irrelevant which, in terms of absolutely so you could be losing body fat yeah. and you could just be changing your body composition yeah. which is very common um, and, and it, it's, uh, it's two questions but the same person I feel like I'm losing muscle what should I do so if you're gaining weight and you're losing muscle well that, that's kind of you know telling you all you need to know you're yeah. going in the wrong direction yeah. you probably need a little bit more guidance and maybe you need accountability or you need someone to help you so um, definitely reach out to someone that you and trust I, I, would, I would say if that is the situation you're going that way I would guess you probably lack structure mm-hmm. so you're probably overtraining and under eating so you're probably doing a lot more work than you need to and you're going backwards for it which is it's so surprising the amount of times that I will increase a a female client's food and they get leaner and they get leaner and they're they're just mind blown and also I find the same thing in terms of if you get a woman comes to you and they're doing a hell of a lot of cardio and not eating anything they stop all cardio and increase the food a little bit and they get even leaner and they feel amazing because you're doing too much cardio and not eating your body's massively stressed and overworked you suddenly take away some of that stress and workload, your body's relaxed and will then let the body fat go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, one question I have for you in terms of your female clients is, um, and I get quite a lot of questions about when they, for, for logging weight, I will always say that you can never weigh yourself too much but you can definitely read into it too much. So for example, like with, with male clients, like all of us, our weight will fluctuate throughout the week. With females, of course, your weight's gonna fluctuate throughout the month. When you're ovulating, you're gonna be holding more water. When you're menstruating, you're gonna be holding more water. The other two weeks of the month, you're gonna be lower on, on um, your, your weight will probably be less. So although you can weigh yourself every single day or every single week, you need to take your cycle into consideration of course, that will depend if you're um, postmenopausal or not. Um, but generally speaking, if you weigh yourself every day, awesome. But just be aware that it will fluctuate not only throughout the week, but also throughout the month. And that's and why sometimes, it's always good to take an, an average of what's going on across a week rather than yeah. a snapshot from a day. And obviously, an average, it depends on your coach. An average would be awesome. What I sometimes get clients to do is if they weigh themselves 
every day is to give me the breakdown of this day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because also their rest days, they'll be weighing differently to their high days or yeah, vice versa, right? Absolutely. But also the amount of water that they're probably holding, um, obviously based on the, the carbs. Glycogen um, uptake. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what sort of kind of obstacles do you find that some of your female clients have most? Mainly it's time constraint, I would say, for a lot of them. A lot yeah. of them obviously not being sexist, a lot of them tend to be housewives and trying to mm. run around, run their house, look after children and do that side of things. And again, it's trying to provide them with a structure and a program which fits within their lifestyle and their time constraints. Yeah. And the, the, the nutritional side of things is something that's actually manageable. Whereas you're not going to give uh, a middle-aged woman who's got two kids uh, eight meals a day is a like bodybuilding plan. Yeah. And you try and make something more realistic in terms of foods they do want to eat and something that is sustainable for the long term. Absolutely. I often find, especially when I give a female client a nutritional program for the first time, the volume of food is so much higher than they're used to. Yeah, they're so, always very surprised and they start to worry, oh, I'm going to put on weight from this. Or Yeah. So one thing, here's, here's one, I suppose, obstacle I have is I will put someone, a female client in that situation, I will give them the food and they will then come back to me and they'll have read up somewhere or seen somewhere and they go, oh, can I intermittent fast? And I intermittent fast and I have done before, maybe not but, so but much that's anymore. That's not to lose from a digestive point of view. Also, I feel like for most of these female clients, like we said, they're not eating enough as it is. So if we want to give them more food, but then get them to intermittent fast, they're then force feeding themselves for those that eight hour window. And because they're not used to eating a huge amount in one go, it's almost counter, counter, yeah. counterproductive. And then it's going to cause digestive issues. They're trying to push too much food on Absolutely. one city. Absolutely. Like if, if I'm giving them X amount of food and the volume is already too high, then to get that amount of food in in eight hours instead of 12 is going to be even more difficult. Yeah. So intermittent fasting is cool and it works uh, to some degree. But like we said, practicality will always trump um, what's optimal. Um, I have no time to exercise what can I do that's a very common like we said before um, go multitask is, in, is a good one yeah. so like for, for example okay you don't go to the gym you don't want to weight train but you do a lot you've got to make conference you've got to make calls you've got to do business stuff for work just walk get go for a walk move. just move put your, put, put your headphones in or if you say you don't have time get up earlier if you logged how many hours in a day what you're doing or watching Coronation Street or you're you pissing around in the evening for two hours watching Love Island or whatever it is yes think what else you could be achieving and bettering yourself in those other other times and making yourself better for your family and those around you. The other thing as well is if you don't have time to go to the gym or you don't want to go to the gym, at the end of the day, if you burn more calories than you consume, you will be going in the right direction. So there will be days that some of my clients are unable to go to the gym and we just try and get them to be you know relatively smart and cognitive about what they're doing on those days. As long as they're realistically not eating junk, Diet is king. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How many calories does it take to burn one pound of fat? 3,500 calories. That's it. So put it this way. If you, you know, decrease your calories by 500 every day, obviously by seven, you'll be losing, generally speaking, a pound um, a week, which is... When you put it that way, you know, like it's obviously you have to take a lot of things into consideration, but generally speaking, it's 3,500 per, per pound um, or thereabouts. It will change, obviously, depending on your hormonal profile 
um, whether you're female, male, and thyroid output and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, generally speaking, that's it. So you know, if you put your yourself in a in a deficit of five hundred every day times seven is three thousand five hundred for the week, you should lose a pound a week. Um, what I say to clients that are trying to gain, uh, generally male clients trying to gain, you need ideally if you're not increasing your body weight by a pound a week, I would say eat more. So generally, that's the target. So that being said, you need to be in a 500 calorie uh, surplus each day for you to hit that target. Um, so that's kind of that's a rule of thumb, at least. Um, I've been working out for a while now and have stopped losing weight. What is happening? Your body's adaptive response happens. Your body's adapted to whatever you're doing, so you need to create a new stimulus. So either change your training, uh, increase your cardio output, or change your diet mm-hmm. to create a new stimulus. Yeah. What would you choose? I would change... The question was that they're not losing weight. Yeah. I'd go to diet first. Yeah. In terms of, like, in my opinion, your, other than the cardiovascular, your weight training overall layout should pretty much be fairly consistent for a period of time. Like, yeah. you should really be not be changing that every three months. I'd run that six, 12 months. I did 18 months pretty much running the same training split, and it worked really well. To be honest, that's, that's one... It's it's probably not as strong as a pet peeve, but it's it's up there when people want to change their workout. When people want to change their workout every six weeks, I'm like, it's you're not giving you're not getting the most out of that opportunity. It's not me being lazy, not wanting to change it. I can change it easy, but it's like realistically, I mean, we've both run training programs for six nine months at a time. Sometimes, how long have you been on your? The current one I'm doing since July, but the one before that did for eighteen months. Yeah. Same training split. Yeah. I rotated the exercise a little bit, but it was the same training split. Yeah. Push ball legs, and it like you need to take something as far as you can with it. I, I appreciate people like to try and do different stuff, and you can rotate the exercise. If it's a like, case yeah, of being but, bored, that's a little bit different. Again, that comes optimal versus practicality. Um, but generally speaking, it's really suboptimal to keep changing your training yeah. because the amount of uh, your expenditure is variable. Then exactly, exactly. So then you're trying to juggle a million things. I've got a few clients who may be listening to this. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> try not to change your training split too often. Would you also say as well? I get a lot of clients in terms of they want to add more volume to a session. When I say to them, look, it's not. If you're wanting to add more volume, you're not training hard enough, in my opinion. You don't more isn't better as quality again, not quantity yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, mind boggles me sometimes. I've completely reverted back to upper lower. I know. <laughs> like, cool. So really am I, yeah, so am I. Like upper lower. I'm going upper back and we do full body splits again next year. This is it, dude. Like it's it's almost like I'm going back to square one and I feel like because the truth be told, and, and I said this to you before, I feel like and now that I'm taking everything seriously, like I'm literally going back to square one and going, I'm going to max out this box before I go on to the next one. Yeah. And you need to get the most, take, what's, it, what's the expression? Get the most from the least, least from the most? What words are get the most from the, the least. The most from the least, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, and then move on to the next phase with pretty much everything you're doing in life. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a disservice and ultimately you're going to cut yourself short when you get further down the line. Yeah. Yeah, it is one of those. So, for example, if you have like female clients in particular who are a little bit hesitant about getting into the gym, because I've got quite a lot of those. And I can understand, I think it can be a very intimidating environment for a lot of females in particular. 
Um, something I like I like to suggest that can be done is to find someone they can train with. So if you've got a friend or a partner who is happy to embark on the journey with yep. you, I train a lot of couples together and I'll create the same training split for them. Yep. And that's a very common question is, do men and women need to train differently than each other? Mm-hmm. No, you can pretty much do exactly the same training. The only variables are obviously different are strength levels and nutritionally, a male's going to need an awful lot more calories than a female just because of the sheer size and yep. most likely probably their goals. Yeah, it's. I think the one thing that, um, to be honest with you, like I, I'm trying not to to mention this for the last half an hour, but the the actual biggest issue that I have with female clients is lack of support at home. Yeah, I, I, I think that has to be addressed because I've mentioned it before, and it really is like, and I don't know why that's the case. There's only a few of my male clients who have very poor support at home. And the vast majority of my female clients are very poor support. And a lot of it, this is a very touchy subject for a lot of people, and I see it all the time, is that their partner, in my opinion, often gets jealous that they're progressing, mm. and then it also increases their own insecurities about themselves, and then they take it out on the person Absolutely. who is progressing, because it makes... So, it's if, if, for me, there's a few things going on. One, I feel like their partner feels like... They're trying to better themselves. They're trying to, to better to themselves. Away. Not to get away, I don't think it's the right term, but... Yeah, but also, also it's like, oh yeah, you're fine the way you are. So there's a part of it is, I think, it's it, it's making them then look at themselves and, and the fact that they're not making the same improvements themselves. Also then it's like, okay, maybe a little bit of insecurity in, in terms of what if someone else finds my partner attractive. Then it's maybe I don't want my partner having a life that I have nothing to do with, that has nothing to do with me. Then maybe there's a part of it is they're not completely comfortable with their partner having maybe us as a coach, which unfortunately has been the case a few times. Yeah, and that and that um, ends up being a very personal relationship when you're yeah working with someone on that sort of basis. Yeah, so I think that needs to be addressed. Um, because it's an elephant in the room for sure. Um, moving swiftly on, <laughs> um, do I need to take dietary supplements? Uh, oh, it depends, as most like most of these do. questions. Yeah, it depends. Uh, if you just started, no. Hypothetically, you don't need to take dietary supplements ever. Otherwise, the thing I would say it will make it easier for you in terms of. I am a big advocate in terms of using whey protein for. Um, substituting some protein sources sometimes because it can be easier for some people to consume and some people don't want to eat four or five portions of meat a day so that is a good way for people to get it in and also if you're in a very busy lifestyle and you can't sit down and eat a meal it's very easy to have a black scoop of whey protein some fruit whatever on the go when you're running around driving around in the car your thoughts yeah absolutely yeah I'm sorry I've just read the next question and it's just kind of it's, it's, it's really not hit. a g-string question is it no but this one's really hit home to be fair because i've got a few clients in this situation at, 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 as we speak and it's uh will the gym help me with postnatal depression and the answer is 100 percent yes um that's something that a lot of my clients um experience of course of course there are loads of different types of um you know depression or low low moods but it's definitely something that um is close to my heart because i've got a lot of clients who are absolutely amazing um and are struggling with this right now and i say struggling with this they've they have struggled with it and they're doing exceptionally well and they've found 
um, just a massive like oasis in in, in 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 terms of using the gym as an outlet. It's it's funny. I put a post on Instagram earlier. It's like for me, and I know a lot of people are the same. It's almost an escape from the world. You Absolutely, just, man. You're, yeah. It's clarity in your mind and what's going on at that moment because we were thinking about what you're doing. You're not thinking about the other thousand things you're trying to do that day. Yeah. For me, it's like don't get me wrong. Getting on the cover of a magazine is awesome. Getting an amazing shape is awesome. But it's 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 a therapy, man. Yeah. Like it really is. Like you were even saying today, just how much better you feel yeah, after, after we trained right? when I got there and then yeah. after half an hour I'm happy as Larry again yeah so before we finish dude what kind of three last kind of comments would you say or leave for any females listening out there who are thinking about joining the gym thinking about getting in touch thinking about you know maybe embarking on their fitness journey or want to reach out and, and get some assistance what sort of you know, three tips or three kind of lasting comments would you leave? Uh, okay, I'll ask you the same question, but I'll go first. So I would say be open-minded to doing different things you've never done before because you never know, you might fall in love with the gym if you've never done it before. You might get into it and after a month think, I absolutely love this and then continue for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. it's a good thing for you to be into. Um, on top of that, I would say being... Um, accurate in terms of what you're doing and paying attention to the details so if you have got a correctly set up nutritional program I wouldn't suggest adding bits on top of that so if you're accurate with what you're doing provide plenty of feedback and if you've got someone who is trusted you believe in listen to that one person don't listen to everyone else's other opinion because um, I don't really like the expression but like it's I think what's the expression so um, everyone's, it's like arseholes everyone's got an opinion or what was yeah. the expression <laughs> yeah. I can't remember it's actually yeah. train too long so opinion's like an arsehole yeah everyone's, everyone's got opinion. one so um, yeah listen to one person get the most you can out of them and then move forward from there on that basis and third third one would be find a support network around you going to help yeah. you on your journey because in particular with partners people at home if they're not on board with what you're trying to do it's a very difficult and it can be a lonely journey in that respect. So for myself personally, I'm very fortunate in terms of the friends I have around me. I've got a very supportive wife who puts up with a lot of shit. Um, so that will make the real difference in you getting to be where you want to be. So if that's what you want to do, I'd sit down with whoever your respective partner or close friends, explain it to them and just justify why and then just just do it. Yeah. Yourself? Um, my first one would be exactly like you said train more like a dude mm. and I think if there are any guys listening to this train more like a girl I'm trying to do that now um, yeah <laughs> and so and because that's really really important I feel like especially hormonally women having a lower testosterone level yes you do have testosterone it's just a little bit lower you need to lift heavier and probably in a lower rep range than than most men i feel like men's ego probably runs away admittedly it does with us especially when we train together but i think we probably need to think a little bit more drop the weight um, and probably be a little bit more controlled with what we're doing. So my first point would be for women out there, train more like men. Secondly, it would be, and I think this is applicable to men and women, um, I think a lot of us um, out there look for acceptance elsewhere 
Um, and one phrase that I always use and I always think about myself is instead of trying to find the perfect person to um, walk into our lives, make yourself the perfect person to walk into someone else's. Invest in yourself, um, be it you know spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, use the gym as an outlet to make yourself the best possible version of yourself. Um, and you'd be surprised who walks into your life. Um, and number three, um, find accountability. It doesn't have to be with a coach. It doesn't have to be with us. Um, find accountability from somewhere. Maybe it's a friend. Um, it may be a coach. It may be someone you know that goes to the gym. Find accountability because it, being, it can be really, really difficult, especially if you're starting off a journey put it this way dude if you could go back to when you first got in the gym the first thing i guarantee you do now is get a coach oh, and mate. learn oh literally seriously i was thinking about this yesterday i was like imagine how if, much time oh, you would have saved and it's applicable to guys as well like what what more i could have achieved is mental yeah mental. i wish i could go back to when i was 18 and i would literally for the sake of paying someone for their expertise to shortcut the way rather than spending the last 10 years of my life trying to pick up all of these things here's, myself. Here's a question for you. Why, why, I know why I didn't, why did you not do it then? Ego. Yeah, ego, ego. I thought I knew better. I thought, I, I also, one, I thought I knew better and two, when I first got into the fitness space, I almost liked the fact that I didn't, I wasn't coached by somebody else, yeah. which was complete ignorance. Um, I thought, oh, I don't need to. And if you're out there and you're listening and you think you know more than... Like, here's a perfect example. I will train with one of my brother's friends who's like 17, 18, 19, and I'll learn something. I can't remember the last time I haven't trained even with a client and I haven't learned something. You can learn something from everyone. So if you look look for someone, like every time I train with Charlie, I learn something. I'd like to think every time yeah, that we train so. together, it goes the other way as well. So for you to shortcut that route and go straight to someone who can help He's you... the top of their game, the elite. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that would be my third point. Um, and I think it's it's definitely something I wish I could go back in time. And I would, like, even now, I'm just like, oh my God, like... What? Yeah. Even, for example, like, you know, what you're paying your coach or your business coach or I'm paying Ben and things like that. Yes, it's a lot of money. But oh my God, it's worth the it. Investment in yourself. And yeah. so if, you, if you make yourself the best version of yourself possibly, you can be the world's yours. Anything you want to achieve physically, financially, uh, emotionally, you'll be able to achieve. Absolutely. And also from another point of view, I find having accountability in other aspects of your life is a stress reliever because it takes a lot of the decision making off your Absolutely. shoulders. Particularly like both of us have a lot of stuff on our plate. It's one less thing to think about you just need to execute we can both do whatever you're supposed to do yeah yeah cool so it's it, it, it's been a bit of a cool day because myself and charlie for those of you guys who don't know we used to train together um every day training partners for for about a year it's at a least throwback so we managed to train together for the first time in a very long time in our old gym. gym yeah physique warehouse give you guys a little plug um and uh we're off to get some cheeky nandos yeah, it's old school like the good old days Guys, I'm going to leave you there. Um, Charlie, if you don't know, guys, get following. Where can people find more about you, dude? Uh, my Instagram is Charlie Johnson Fitness. My website is Charlie Johnson Fitness. And my YouTube channel is Charlie Johnson Fitness. Oh, handy. It's all very easy. <laughs> handy. 